and welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. On the 15th of July, European Elite Soccer will host a coach education course, which is a four-hour workshop, which includes both theory and practical elements. Joining us on the show uh, is Academy Director Colin Barron. Colin, welcome to the big kickoff. Thanks, William. No Thanks problem. Listen, uh, Colin, before we, I suppose, get into the, why the course would benefit coaches up and down the country, what is European Elite Soccer and how did it begin? Um, I suppose our academy has been running now for the last three and a half years, um, based out of Parnell there in Coolock. Um, I suppose the background of it, um, myself, I've been involved in schoolboy football in Ireland for the last 12 to 14 years. Um, amongst that time, spent a lot of time studying uh, abroad in the UK, travelling to Spain especially. And I suppose about five years ago, I was introduced to a pro license tutor from the Catalan FA called Albert Binas. He runs his own private academy in Spain. It's an international academy. Um, I was always fascinated, obviously, by Spanish football because it's the pinnacle. It has been the pinnacle, I suppose, over the last 10 years. So I went and studied over there for a number of years. I was over back probably 10 to 12 times looking at the systems they have over there, their methodology the curriculum they follow and, and what it is they implement. So well, I was keen, I suppose, to bring that back to Ireland and try to create an alternative method or train a methodology for, for players in Ireland. Um, so we've done that over the last three and a half years. I've had professional coaches live here from Spain, uh, UEFA Pro License coaches working for us full-time at times and implementing our curriculum with players. So... Um, Really, that's the background to yeah. it. Yeah. So what? Yeah, that's important, you know. We 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 have the FAI coaching courses. We have cover coaching courses, even box soccer coaching courses. So what's what's different about European elites uh, coaching courses? Listen, I suppose our methodology is based around the individual tactics of players. Um, from from what I've witnessed uh, in Spain, especially. And here, having coached here for a number of years, is the fact that our deficiencies, I feel, is that we don't teach the players about the real game from the earliest age. So some of our practices, a lot of our practices are, are very unopposed. There's a lack of decision-making, there's a lack of uh, real game understanding for young players. And I think we need to challenge them more. Um, so our methodology is based around that. It's based off a of curriculum work. We work off 12 different topics, but within that, we're very focused on um, teaching the individuals about the real game, real game situations, why, how, where, transition. Them elements are massively important to us. Okay, so um, give us an example of, uh, of, of, of a session that you, you, you might put together, as in, you're saying it's, it's, it's I suppose, realistic to the, to the game. In, in what way? So we would break our sessions down on four elements. Um, really we look at the end and work back so we look at the picture that we want to create for our players or our team on the pitch which might be 5, 7, 9 or 11 a side game um, and we'll work back from that so in the very start we'll break the session right down working in small groups groups of 6, group of 8 players but that session will be very much related to what we want to create in the match at the end so it'll be small groups small individual tactics that might be transition to attack where, which might be our main focus we'll work on that in a small group 
We'll then build that into the next part, which will be a 20-minute exercise, which will then be more realistic, 12, 14, 16 players, more tactical decisions, uh, more real game-less, game-realistic decisions because there's more players, more bodies. And then we'll go into a third part, which will be based around the final third of the pitch, overload situations, counter-attack situations, how to exploit overload situations, and I suppose how to defend against them as well. Yeah. And then implement that into a real game at the end. So I suppose, Colm, instead of drill after drill of passing to a guy sitting in another cone 20 yards away, it's very much more game realistic passing drills or whatever drill it may be instead of just this usual take a touch and pass it on to the next guy and run around in a circle it's kind of more on the pitch around people in a game situation and yeah kind of making them learn by themselves on the pitch not just by what you're telling them in a in a absolutely yeah absolutely for us the players ultimately when they go on to the pitch they have to make decisions for themselves Mm. and there's lots of playstation coaches and playstation (laughs) players out there you know Unfortunately, that's the way the game has gone. And for us, within our methodology, it's very, very important that we create what we would say problems for players. So the exercises are the problems, and the players have to find the solutions to them problems. Mm. We just facilitate that and guide them along that pathway. But ultimately, it's them that have to realize and understand, well, why am I doing that? Why should I make this decision in that situation? Or us asking them, why did you make that decision in this situation? Because that's real. That's the real game. Unfortunately, football is never 7v none. It's always 7v7 or 11v11. Mm. So we don't quite, uh, we don't believe in the concept of working on exercises where it's unopposed. And how early do you think kids should start doing this? Right from the get-go or maybe yeah. after a year or two of basic kind of skills and technique? Listen, for us, obviously, uh, kids love football. Mm. They're passionate about it. They love being able practicing themselves and working on things themselves. The technical aspects, is that important? Absolutely, because to execute a decision, they need good technique. Mm. But we would feel that we need to teach them the individual tactics from the earliest stage. Mm. And we will try to encourage them to work on their technical things at home because when they come to us, time is so limited now for Irish coaches who are working with players that we have to create scenarios that are really tactically challenging for them. Um, I'm not talking about systems of play, I'm talking about real game problems Mm. that they're going to experience when we have them for that limited amount of time. So we introduce players to that from the age of six. Once the players come into the academy, they're straight in and and they're, they're, I suppose, put into that environment. Mm. And kids improve so quickly at them ages. I think we underestimate them as coaches, and maybe as coaches we're a little bit afraid um, and we're in our own comfort zone because it's easier to develop practices that are unopposed and, and less challenging for players. Yeah, I had this discussion yesterday. I was uh, talking to uh, Martin Russell, the Bray manager, and we were looking at an under 10 match. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because you're, you're talking about uh, bringing training sessions in from six up, mm-hmm. upwards and having those match situations. Uh, where his idea would be, I might have this as well, is, is just let them go out and play and find out uh, how to discover themselves the situations and learn themselves the, mm-hmm. how to develop their own game by making the mistakes. So uh, should it be more technical based at that age or do you feel that you need to 
correct their mistakes early on without them learning themselves? I think they have to be guided, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. You know, it, it, I don't think it can be an extreme of one or the other. Um, like I said, it's understanding the decision-making process, which is massively important for us with the players. So, of course, a, play, a player can make a mistake and a coach will jump down their neck about mm. the pass or the execution of the pass or mm. you've given the ball away. The most important thing for us is, well, the decision was the decision good to play the pass. Yeah. Yes, it was. Was the execution perfect because he's seven years of age? <laughs> Absolutely not. But we can work on the execution. The decision is something that needs to be taught to the players from an earlier age. So the body shape, why are you there? Why is your body open? Why have you taken that decision to take the ball there or to dribble in that situation? Yeah. And if they can understand that and figure that out, then I think you get more intelligent players. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what we strive to, towards doing. Yeah. So you spent you spent a good bit of time out in Spain. Uh, there's a big debate here, I suppose, I, I suppose, and in the UK about the lack of technically gifted players coming through. So mm-hmm. wh- why do you think we don't produce those players? I would always argue that we have technically gifted players. Yeah. Um, we absolutely do. I see some of the kids in our academy and not just in our academy around football in Ireland and Dublin at 11, 10, 11, 12 years of age are technically just as proficient as players from around the world. There's no issue there. Yeah. For me, it comes back to, and the, these are my beliefs from what I've seen, is that that, that tactical understanding, there's, there's a lack of being able to do them technical things under severe amount of pressure yeah. um, at a speed and a tempo that we just don't, we can't recreate in this country at the moment. I think that we can't recreate it because we don't have enough high quality players that play in high quality environments all of the time so therefore when you look at Spain and you look at the pool of players that they have and the level of players they have well naturally if them players are playing against each other all of the time they're going to improve quicker because the level of intensity is quicker and the decisions they have to make is quicker Yeah. so I think we bring them to a certain stage and then it drops off and that's listen you could be here all night talking yeah. about um, the different things from regards to coach education and, and the level and the industry and the lack of the industry in this country for football. Well, unfortunately for me, it always comes back to if you want to have the best students, you've got to have the best teachers. Yeah. Unfortunately, in this country, I don't think our educational platform is good enough for us to have the best coaches. Or, like the players, a lot of our best coaches, unfortunately, are leaving the country to go to England yeah. to coach over there. And I suppose in relation to the technically gifted players in Ireland, and as you said, we do have enough, is there a bit of a stereotype in, say, England that we don't have that type of player? And even English and British players, uh, we, we go and get the continent, we go and get the Spaniard instead, because Irish lads are literally good, honest defenders, are good goalkeepers, and they're kind of ignored, i.e., and I hate saying it because we always bring up, but your Wes Hoolan style players, they don't really hit the top because, oh, he's Irish, no, no, he, he won't be as gifted as, say, the Spanish player would be. Yeah, maybe there is a stigma attached to that yeah. at this stage, unfortunately, um, because we probably haven't produced mm. players like Wes since, you know, Damien Duff and Robbie yeah. Dean came through, you know, they were probably the last group of them types of players, mm. but again, I just, I feel that it's an easy thing to hide behind sometimes, you know, um, mm. I, I really feel that it is a lack of game intelligence and game understanding 
listen, I've, I've spoke to a lot of coaches in the UK and I would have been close to the academy manager, manager in West Brom for a time. And, yeah. and he has always have said that one of the biggest problems they have with Irish players is they write the first year off. And it's not because of uh, technical ability. It's got the mixture of them obviously settling in. But they feel that they have to almost reteach them the tactical side of the game. That it takes them a year to catch up on just the tactical understanding of what it is that they have to do and the speed that they have to make decisions at. So, um. Yeah, and is that something that obviously you're trying to rectify with yourselves in the fact that Absolutely. is there too many FAI-led coaches at school by level doing the same thing and singing off the same hymn sheet? There's not enough diversity in our coaching. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, giving it the nail on the head, you know. We have to, listen, I'm not here, you know, the FAI yeah. have, have their job to do and, and they do it the best that they can. And they have started to change. I've seen it. They've started to change the the way that coaches can now coach in the FAI courses. Mm-hmm. So before it was very structured, very, you, you must do it this way. It was, mm-hmm. you know, stop, stand still, I suppose. I hate saying that, saying, but that was it. And I was infamous saying stop, stand still. It was very much, you need to coach our way or else, you know, yeah. that's not the way. But they've started to come around to decision-making, communication, coaching in the flow. But unfortunately for me, that was done 15 years ago abroad. Yeah. We're still behind. That's the reality of it. So, so Colm, with, with just a, and, and you've been over in Spain for a, a while looking there, uh, were you looking at how teams were being coached and, uh, I suppose, attended to at a local level as, as well as a, an elite level? Yeah, very and, much so. And how, how, do, how does that differ to our local uh, teams? The biggest thing for me was that the structure from top to bottom, uh, top to bottom was, was followed. As in, you could see there was a clear philosophy and playing style from the teams at older levels. So if you were watching an under-16 team, they would train and play the same way as the under-6 and the under eight would. Um, I inquired about that with some clubs like Nastic and Paragona and Reos in the Catalan region, and, and they very much talked about the meetings that they have together as a coaching staff, even though they're not a, these coaches aren't full-time or anywhere near full-time they they might be paid expenses per month but they're not you know they're not professional coaches uh, so to speak but they certainly would talk about the club's philosophy the club's idea and that all of them coaches were pulling together to work to an end vision with regards to the players yeah whereas i think that very much in schoolboy football in ireland it's you know, the under-12s manager and coach does what he wants to do on the under forty. They kind of want to be the star as well, I suppose, in some, yeah. in some clubs, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a, I suppose, a problem within, within the system as well. So well how, how on earth are you going to teach everyone in four hours? What the hell are you going to cram in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I suppose, this, I suppose, brings me on to what we've developed in the background for a number of years. So for the last four or five years, we've been, been developing our own online coach education system as well. Mm-hmm. So from delivering coach ed around Ireland and in the US and England for a while, um, I felt that one of the biggest problems when you do a coach education course is that there's very, there's very rarely a follow-up. There's very mm-hmm. rarely something that I can go back to and, and really consistently try to follow through on that methodology um, so you're kind of left alone once you walk out the door and, and that's it 
uh, within two weeks you forget about kind of what it is that you've taught or whatever what it is you've learned and what it is you should be trying to teach so we've developed an online platform coaches platform where they'll be able to go online look at the sessions that we do follow the curriculum that mm. we follow um, our academy on a Friday night is an open door policy we don't hide behind anything that we do coaches are always welcome to come and see what it is that we're doing but we hope we've matched um, that physical I suppose coach education course and then the coach being able to go away and actually apply it and follow it through and have a support system I suppose through the online coach education system Are you going to have uh, different levels of, of, of coaching or, or what, what way are you going to progress uh, your coaching situation for So I suppose what we will do within the website our plans within the next year would be that we would have a lot of webinars online so um, we will always do physical coach education because I think that that's massively important given the coaches the opportunity there and then to ask questions and fully understand but what we would hope is that our website will also have an online platform that will be able to host webinars um, for coaches to get in touch with us and ask questions um, so it's like a learning tool a learning aid that's constantly there Right, right. Um, just, I just want to go back slightly on, 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 on what way, again, with Spain. With parents, what, what way do parents uh, approach football in, in Spain uh, compared to here? Um, listen, it's similar. Parents are parents everywhere, yeah. to be quite honest. Um, they're still as enthusiastic, I would say, nicely, <laughs> on the sidelines in every country. What I would say, the difference... I would imagine over there from what I've seen was, was it, the culture is very different. Um, families travel to watch training sessions together and on the side of the pitch they'll have a coffee and you know mm. have a chat and sit down and socialise while the kid is training. Yeah. Um, that's very, very different. What I didn't see much of was, and I've spoke to some coaches over there, they do have it, but probably not as much as parents, I suppose, approaching the coaches okay. um, after games or within training sessions. They they seem to be just a little bit more educated with regards to what it is the kids are trying to do. And there's almost, this in Spain maybe doesn't have the amount of sport and challenges that we have with regards yeah. to GAA and, and everything else. Mm. Um, so football is very much their number one. Um, but there's almost a GAA mentality about it. They're very proud to play for their local club. Uh, mm. Their aspirations aren't necessarily, although they love to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid, they're, they're very much attached to the clubs in, that are local. And they're even in Division 2, Division 3. You know, their, their dream as a young player, if you're in Reyes, is, of course, to play for Barcelona. But the very, very happy second is to play for Reyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we have that in this country at the moment. No. If you had one thing that you could change, maybe straight away in Ireland in, in the footballing world, what would it be? Um, I would definitely improve the, improve the coach education system. Okay. I think it needs to be more accessible for coaches. Mm. Um, I think that it's very costly in this country to do badges. Um, I know coaches that. One of the coaches that was working here full time flew back to Spain to do his pro license over a six week period, and the cost for him to do it from the start to finish was two thousand euro. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's, 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 it has to be more accessible. I think if we're really serious about um, developing players and wanting to develop players, well then surely the education system should be more accessible for coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think that's it. The, the more, the more qualified coach. Pardon? It's a boys' club here. The the, yeah. the the pro license, I think. Yeah. So basically, the more coaches, qualified coaches that are educated in, as you said, it's not necessarily it has to be in in one way, but in in, in every way and in, in all different types of. It's a, it's it's a bit like in school where they say you should teach them about all religions. Maybe they should teach them all a bit differently. You've got your FAIs, your covers, you've got yourselves, European elite. Dip into them all and, and, and make the best coach of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, the biggest thing for me is that sometimes we overcomplicate the game. Yeah. You know, football is football. And one of the big things that I learned in Spain um, was that they keep it very simplistic. It's 7v7 with offside from under six. Mm. And it was one of the first questions that I asked when I was over there. You know, how come you don't play 5v5? Or how come you don't play 4v4? And then, you know, develop through. And they said, well, we feel that the players at 6 and 7 are capable of playing 7v7 and it's closer to the real game. So that's what we teach them. Okay. Right. Well, no shock there. So. No, well, you see, we've heard, in fairness now, with the Irish education coaching system, they've gone. They've started to dip in and try to do things like, I suppose, like Holland, because yeah. that's that's who's, who's running the FAI rude doctors there. Um, but it's not. It's not always as simple as that to just mm-hmm. take a, a, something from another country and maybe a, apply it to your the country. Cause, yeah, because there's, as you said, there's different cultures, and, and we Absolutely. we need to have our own sort of identity. Identity. Yeah, that's a, Listen, your course is on when. Sunday the fifteenth. And if if they're looking to apply, how do they do it? Yeah, they can either apply through our website, um, eesacademyire.com, or else they can go online. You'll see it through all our social media, Facebook. Uh, we're selling all our tickets mainly through Eventbrite. Okay. They'll be able to log on through Facebook, Twitter, and they can uh, register that way. And uh, cost? Twenty euro. Can't go wrong there, can you? Do you get any free swag or anything? Any free gear now? Listen, Colin, thanks very much for that. Uh, we, uh, I, no doubt we'll have you on again to talk about it and, and see how the course ran. And, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a few coaching debates that will be up and we'll get you back on again. Absolutely. Listen, Appreciate thanks very much, Colin. Talk to you. Cheers. Thank you. Good luck.